Friday, Friday, Galaxy on Monday. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's Friday. The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's in a rubber house in a rotten underwear. Hallelujah. Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There, but for the grace of God, do with me. Boy, it's your pal Jim Daddy hanging out with you for another Free Friday episode. It was definitely an interesting week of shows. Going back to last week, though, we saw our first episode of Shoot Solo. Dukes comes into the fortress all by his lonesome since Tor and I, you know, we have full time jobs and he, uh, he gets, he turns on all the equipment, records the show, he opens the windows, he turns on the fans. Turns on the air conditioning, because, you know, God knows Tor and I are way too good to do anything other than turn on his equipment. The feedback's been great. I, we really appreciate that. Uh, it's just another way for Dukes to get you guys some content throughout the week, so it's it's going to end up being a great thing. Uh, later this week, we saw episode two, and if you're listening to this now and you're already a subscriber, one hour ago, you'll notice a third installment just for you guys real quick though if you haven't heard wrestling superstar eric redbeard aka eric rowan he's going to be in commonwealth dry goods live and in person signing autographs for everybody on october 9th there are some rules which we'll cover in a production piece later on in this show pay attention for that however if you just want to read about it for yourself commonwealthdrygoods.com all the info will be listed there and on any social media from the show Monday's show was very interesting. There have been some oddities in the Chad Duke Show universe, and they had they just had to be addressed. Uh, week three of the NFL was broken down by Dukes and Tour. They gave a preview of my water closet hoot danny, and that's going to be taking place later today. 7 p.m. will be live on Facebook. It'll be live for anybody who wants to check it out, whether you're a Facebook subscriber or just any Tom, Dick, and Harry. Tuesday, we had yet another update on ant-man's relationship and you you would be flummoxed by the conversations these two are having i believe we're three weeks maybe a month into this relationship it's ridiculous public bathroom etiquette is cleared up on the show and tor and his boys went out to watch some football at a bar and you know that usually brings some stories on wednesday ant-man and i did all that we could to completely ruin the show Dukes makes a list for each of us, goes over it. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, Ant-Man then tries to justify his relationship update. 
The great Sean Salisbury calls in on the phone to talk with Shoot, and we have our weekly installment of the BMI. Yesterday's show gave you the second installment of Solo Shoot or Shoot Solo. I'm not quite sure what we're calling it. We'll figure it out. He dives into the Deadpool 3 teaser. Uh, he airs a social media grievance and gives his thoughts on a WWE marketing update. So I took I took a deep dive through all of this content for you guys. I have uh, Tor and his crew going to the bar to watch that football game, and he makes a decision that even I gave him the head turn, confused dog look. And I, I, I just have to give you guys the Sean Salisbury interview. Salis kills it every single time he's on with Dukes, and he's got some great advice in regards to Tor. I'm going to give you a, a little taste of Shoot Solo. He had a social media grievance that he clears up for everybody. But what I felt the need to start you off with, Wednesday's show, Chad drug my fat ass from Baltimore, Ant-Man's fat ass from his blooming love fest, and we do everything in our powers to make him regret that decision. Let's just get right to it, uh, right after this fancy new production by my good buddy Tor. This Friday at 7 p.m., tune into the Chad Duke Show on Facebook for our very first water closet hootenanny. It will be one of our biggest shows to date with games, special guests, and prizes to help improve Jester's bathroom situation. I'm so excited for this, I'm going to go do a line of blow-off of Ian Desmond's ass. We are, of course, just days away from the Hootenanny. I'd ask Jester to play the song. I don't don't even worry about it, Jim. I don't even want you doing it. It's just we'll knock the Facebook off the fucking air. Your pants will come down. I just don't we don't even need to worry <laughs> oh, about no. it. Got so much to get to. Um if you would like to donate, you don't have to. We're gonna we're asking for donations this weekend, big time. Uh, we're gonna be trying to help uh, Jester get a new water closet. He's in uh, a bad way bathroom wise, so we're gonna get to all of that on Friday. But let's start with this. This man is digging us right out of the hole. I gotta say, there's a lot of people out there that they say a lot of nice things, and they maybe even they even mean a lot of nice things. When Mark Borger puts his money oh. where his mouth is, and he just made sure the jester gets enough gas money so he can go fuck up someone else's night after this. <laughs> oh, boo. After he's done fucking up my night. Um, Mark, thank you so much. Uh, incredibly generous, and uh, that cash is going to go to, to Jimmy J, uh, even though, boy, do I have some shit. I got to <laughs> I gotta tell you about some shit here just in a minute. Jim, if you don't mind. Oh, I mean, I guess it's your, uh, it's your duty. Hey there, boy. Hey there, boy. There it is. All right. Now we're back on track. Now we're getting back to where we need to be. There it is. Well, I'm sure that we all won't regret the fact that. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking. You had some tacos, too, didn't you, Jim? I did. Oh, my God. I'm going <laughs> to fucking be sick. Uh, Jim Daddy is here. Hello, Jim. Hey there, boy. Uh, there is Ant-Man, uh, Giuseppe Martinez. Hello, Giuseppe. Hey, guys. I got to say uh, that, that the chugging of the beer was a little bit worse after the pre-show uh, conversation. I don't, I, let's take it in order. Let's take it in order. And I got to say, you're doing... Here's what I can tell you about Ant-Man. is He's not good at a lot of stuff, but if he can get blame off him onto somebody else... <laughs> Because, I mean, the whole the whole beginning of the show could have been about Ant-Man fucking up, but it's now it's going to go immediately. Um, let's start. Uh, I arrived in the studio, and uh, Jim's nice enough to drive all the way down from Baltimore. You know, he works a long day. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's not a small thing when he comes down to produce the show. What I would say is there's very few things you're responsible for before I walk through the door. I think there may be three. Um, and one of them is... Open the fucking window and turn the fan on. 
Now, Jim weighs 700 pounds. I assume <laughs> that he's going to be one. I walk through the fucking front door, and it's hotter up here than it's ever been. Ever. Any August, any July. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, well, I guess maybe maybe the AC's broken. You know, maybe something's wrong. This is an old building. I sit down. I look to the right. Fan ain't on. Window ain't up. And the heater's on. <laughs> <laughs> So nice. I don't, what, Jim, what do you do when you come up here? Hold on, don't answer that. <laughs> it's a million degrees. So I'm doing the fucking. I, we're getting ready to do an interview. All right, Sean Salisbury is coming on the show today. All right, everybody loves Sean Salisbury, right? Yeah, One of the best guests yeah. ever. It's awesome. You guys sound real excited. <laughs> everybody loves Sean Salisbury. And I look at Jim. I don't know what these two kids. I love them today. I say kids. Jim's older than me. I say two kids. <laughs> Tor and Jim. They're they're good at what they do. Like they can chop up audio. They can run a board. They can do the Facebook videos. I mean, they got more skills than I do in that matter. But neither one of them. It's such an easy thing. But for for whatever reason, to get a guest on the phone, here's what you have to do. You have to let the guest know who you are because generally the guest probably has more interviews booked because they're in demand. They're a guest. You have to say where you're from, and then you have to make them feel welcome. Tor is incapable of doing this. All right? He can't do it. I've given up. He picks up the phone. He'll drop the phone on the ground. He'll go, oh, oh Sasquatch, Sasquatch. <laughs> Jim is bad at it, but he's not as bad as Tor. Mm -hmm. So what I've been trying to do whenever we have a guest with Jim Daddy is I say, now, listen, Jim, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say, I'm Jim Daddy from the Chad Duke show. How are you? Say, start start the fucking conversation that way. And then ask, we've got your social media and we know that you do this radio show. Is there anything else you'd like to plug? And then see if they say anything. And then, all right, Dukes will be with you in just a moment. And that's pretty much it, right? Mm -hmm. Seems simple. Jim doesn't ask me for the phone number until two minutes before the interview. Then calls two minutes before the interview. So, of course, <laughs> it goes straight to fucking voicemail. Then when Sean Salisbury does pick up, Jim goes, Hey there, boy. How you doing? How's your night going there? Hey, how you doing there, there boy? <laughs> Salisbury's like, who, who is this? Who are you? <laughs> hey, it's, it's me. It's Jim Daddy to the rescue. <laughs> Fuck. Jim Daddy to the rescue. He wasn't rescuing shit. No. He was rescuing us from good radio. Go, Jim Daddy. Oh, God damn it. Go, Jim Daddy. <laughs> Fucking bloodbath. Um, we get Sal's on the air. I'm like, Sal's, I'm really sorry. That guy's only been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> so I don't even worry about it, man. No big deal. It's not a big deal. Sal's kills it. You guys are going to love the Sal's interview. He does a fucking tremendous job. After the interview, uh, I don't know if Ant-Man brought it up or Jim brought it up, but I find out that Jim did some sort of fakakta fucking field trip up here to the studio without telling me, <laughs> uh, where I guess he brought his family and they were touching everything and feeling everything and groping everything. And I'm like, Wait, you brought your family up here? to the When were you going to tell me? He's like, well, we were playing video games here, boy. Thanks for buying those dukes. I'm like, like, what the fuck? I don't even care that he did. It's like, maybe you shoot a text. You say, hey, I'm... It's not just going to be me. I'm bringing one of these people that doesn't really care for me all that much. You're way, <laughs> you're way better to me than they are, but I'm going to fucking bring them up to your studio. You know, I got about $8,000 worth of fucking Mortal Kombat figures over there. I don't know if, I don't know Jim's kids all that well. I don't know if it's Christmas morning. They'll start tearing into them. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. That, this isn't really an appropriate place for children, I would say, but Jim works here. I would have no problem with it. If he, I thought maybe, though, he'd shoot a text. Be like, hey, dear boy. 
all I've decided to, instead of going to see a movie, we're just going to go up to the studio. <laughs> There's plenty of free drinks. And by the way, I, I think the first time Jim puts a soda into the fridge will be the first time Jim puts a soda into the fridge. I, I watch him carry two fistfuls of Bushlight apples and Coke Zeros and Seltzer. She's like, you're going to stay hydrated when you're fucking up Duke's show. <laughs> Drops them all behind him. I walk to the back. The refrigerator is fucking empty. It's fucking empty. There are seven billion boxes of sodas and beers and bubbly waters just sitting there on the floor. Everyone drinks them. Ant-Man drinks them. Tor drinks them. Jester drinks them. I'm the only one that puts them in the fridge. Thank you. I'll get to you. <laughs> hey, Dicks, uh, I got myself a, a Velveteen Dream Slim Fast shake that I'm going to review for the BMI. It's been four weeks of me just not doing what you want for this segment because me, me, me. I go back there and I'm breaking down boxes and I'm putting seltzers in, I'm putting beers in. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Then I look, half the beers on the right side are expired. God forbid anyone takes a look at that. Whatever. Okay. I can handle all that. Joe was nice enough to bring us some delicious tippies. It was amazing. He went to the wrong tippies. I can't bitch about that tonight. I can't bitch about it tonight. He didn't get enough taco sauce. I can't bitch about that tonight. I can't bitch about it, Ant-Man. I think he asked for extra tomatoes and half meat, but I can't bitch about that tonight. A lot of right? lettuce. Yeah. A lot of lettuce, a lot of tomatoes, no meat. I don't know what he ordered when he went there. But, but he did go get tippies. I've told him 10 times what to do. Listen to me, motherfuckers. If you go to tippies, what you do is you don't trust them to give you the little cups of sauce. You get the full pint of taco sauce. The full pint. As a matter of fact, I get two. Because I'd rather have too much than too little. They sell it in a big fucking gallon jug. You can get that too, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would love that. You bought that before me, for Joe. Yeah. Joe. Joe. <laughs> We walked out of there with four gallons one time. Oh, no, 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 no. Joe walked out with four cups because that's what we have for 38 tacos in the back. I hope everybody likes dry-ass fucking tacos because that's what we got. Get back here. I get my little tray of four tacos. Hey, man, gets a little tray of four tacos. And they say, hey, Jim, how'd your week go? Jim's standing there. He's like, hey, dear boy, didn't get too good there. Wife's not feeling too good. And I'm like, oh, that sucks, man. He's been dealing with some health concerns. We wish him nothing but the best. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man then says, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> and instead of telling us, oh, you know, it's just something. It's to maintenance. It's got to get checked out. Jester goes into, in 15 seconds, tells the grossest fucking story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I won't get into details because I want to respect his privacy. But let's just say... Puss was ejaculated across the room. Puss was being ejaculated across the room. While we're eating. While we're eating tacos with taco sauce. He was raised in a barn. In a barn in Baltimore. And I just thought, all right, that's it. Crumble up the taco. It takes a lot to get me not to want to eat more tacos. And he somehow fucking did it. You know what I need to do? Diet purposes. I'm just going to pay Jimmy to walk around behind me. You're welcome. <laughs> you sure you want to eat that cheeseburger there, boy? Let me tell you about this infected bed sore. Like, all right. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Viscera spewing across the kitchen is all I watched is the zit was popped. And I'm like, all right, I'll never eat again. Um, so that all happened. And then making mistakes happens when you do this show. You know, I make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. It's fine. It's when you make the same mistake 37 times in a row. And 
we sit down, and of course, Orgy Beard no shows, little Eric no shows, just sitting here looking at Joe's dumb face, like having a totem pole in the audience. <laughs> I regret him coming back ever. And then, I'm sorry, Joe, you know, you've done nothing wrong. You gave us the lettuce tacos. You took, you, you, sw- you swung your shot. You swung his shot, Ant Man. <coughs> sitting here alone, just realizing it's over. The sun has set on your career. And uh, I look down at the Facebook page, and Jester's got the video up. Oh, that's and, good. Well, it is good because we like to stream the video for Facebook supporters, the people that have been yeah. here for the longest. Um, but what I notice is when we stream for Facebook supporters, we generally top out at about at the most 25, 26 viewers. Okay. Because there's only a couple of hundred supporters. And I, I looked down, and uh, there was 78 people in the room watching the video. That's great. You would think. <laughs> except twofold the reason why this is wrong. One I automatically knew Jester fucked up again and put it up on the main page. <laughs> oh, as no. he's done, I've lost count of how many times he's made this one mistake. The second part of it is, I realize, oh my God, even if we were doing it for free, only 78 people would be watching. <laughs> it's Jesus. fucking over. So not only has he fucked me hard, um, but he also has made sure that I realize how just tragic this whole situation is. Two seconds before we then fire up the microphones, and Anthony asks me if I want to talk about Carnation Instant Breakfast with the BMI. <laughs> It's a fucking disaster, is what it is. It's a strafing run, the likes of which that we haven't had here for a while. Hey there, sales. <laughs> it's me. Let me tell you about these oozing wounds. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Sure is warm in here, sales. Here in Houston, right? I'll bet it's cooler there. <laughs> Hold on there, Jimmy Jr. You just go in the back and take your nap. Wipe your ass with Dukes' backpack while you're back there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Looks like you've been eating jujubes. Go handle everything shelf real. <laughs> so that um that is uh that's led us to this moment. And the damnable misery of it all is that the crop for poor, poor Jim, if he just would have <laughs> fucked up one last time, because he fucked up eight times before we even piped the fucking fired the microphones up, right? Yeah. If he just wouldn't have fucked up that last time, Ant Man, you were in the barrel. Yep. Securely in the barrel. <laughs> yep. Gotta thank Jimmy. Bailing me out. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I'm having, a, I'm having a panic attack. I want to get the shit out about you so badly that I almost freaked out just then. <laughs> Ant-Man is, I can't say the word, but it, it rhymes with dumb. <laughs> um, you don't have to bleep. <laughs> it's not a word. Yeah. Played for the Yankees in the 90s. <laughs> so... We get here. I have for for years back when Big Owen Dukes was in Manassas. I have had the same rap. Stop bringing craft beer into this place. Don't bring Yingling. Don't bring Coronas. Don't bring Red Stripe. Don't bring your favorite IPA. Don't bring your stouts. Don't bring it. No one drinks it. This past week, I had a, a meltdown about it. But you'd have to listen to the show to hear it. I know Anthony doesn't, so that's not his fault. <laughs> oh, he subscribed. You don't fucking listen. I, you have it in years, and it's fine. I don't care. It's not a big deal. I go in the back, and I'm stocking the fridge up because the boys are enjoying their supper, and, and, and Ant-Man's a radio superstar, so he's fucking around with his microphone constantly during the show. I go in the back, and I'm just schlepping sodas and seltzers into the fridge, and I'm like, God damn it. this is. And I look, and I see... Here are four big pumpkin beers. <laughs> it, it's, been, it's been 10 years of asking people not to do this. And I said, where the fuck did those come from? 
Like, where do these pumpkin beers come from? This makes no sense. Amble back out. I'm like, hey, guys, if you're going to take eight bush lights and eight seltzers, maybe throw a, an eight pack or something, a bubbly in there. No big deal. I sit down. Amman looks at me. This is after this is after stealing the acai bowl out of his boss's freezer <laughs> and then lying and then getting caught. This is after reviewing the impossible Whopper. I mean, just so many fuck ups. The, the stories about, I look at this here, it's a new veggie boneless wing alternative from Curves Gym. <laughs> and I'm like, do you understand what this segment's about? Like, we have knockdown fights about what this segment's about. I sit down, and he leans across the table. Of course, the, t the ticker for the show starting is going down, and of course, it's going up on the regular Facebook, so we're going to have to shut it down anyway. <laughs> and he goes, Dakes, just so you know, uh, for us to try this week, I brought in some pumpkin beers, and I feel like that's a week in review on the BMI. <laughs> I said, you fucking what? I said, are those your pumpkin beers in the back? He's like, yeah, I brought them in. He goes, I need to explain them to you first. I'm like, is it a collaboration between a brewery and a grocery store? He goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> the hell you say? How in the hell do you know that? What alchemy is this? Our father, who out in heaven? I'm like, yeah, I saw those in the back game, man. We're not fucking reviewing those for the BMI. And quite frankly, I'm a little upset because I've asked a million times. Oh, I don't fucking let, fuck you. Damn, you got a good memory. <laughs> so we're sitting. And then man goes, well, then, uh, how about we review these Flips pretzels, too? <laughs> and I know for a fuck all sake, the Orgy Beard brought those two weeks ago, and they've just been sitting there on the table. I know that already. But he's betting that I don't. But I do, Joe. I do. So I said, we can try the pretzels. That's fine. No big deal. Sitting there. There's five seconds to go before the show starts. <laughs> Amen pulls out a giant bag. Dakes, Dakes, you like, do you like Bucky's food? You know, Bucky's, you ever heard of it? Big gas station, you ever heard of it? I said, what? He goes, yeah, I got this. Look at here, look at here. He's got a big bag. Joe thought I was actually saying that to something behind him. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is the dumbest. This is this is a dumb off we've never had in our lives. He's asking for a beer, Joe. I wouldn't bring him one either. I wouldn't fucking bring him one either. You can walk right over there with your big ass and pick one out of there. Mm. Ant-Man goes, Dukes, now I got some new Bucky's jerky here. My boss, the one that I want to have sex with, she was out in uh, Texas, and she brought me back this, and she brought me back that, and would you like to have any of this? I'm like, Ant-Man, are you trying to hand me Bucky's snacks while we're off the air? The day we're taping the BMI, the segment about snacks, which you keep reviewing vegetarian dishes and liquids for? And he goes, oh, would it be better if I did this on the show? <laughs> Mother. Fucker. I think I had a stroke. And then, so that's why I was like, and then, but the thing that was crazy about it is Ant Man did all that shit. And I'm like, well, he's getting it. Like, th that's it for him. Like, it's over. Like, we'll have to, we'll end the segment. We'll never, he'll never be on the show ever again because I'm going to go crazy. And then Jester just decides, this is giving out to everybody. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Loy from Fairfax. It's the end of Nukes' career. <laughs> Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all the show's favorite tunes. Sometimes I get on here and I feel like I bitch too much about uh, things people say to me on social media. Um, you know, 
I, I like it when people comment. I like it when people feel connected to projects I'm doing. I Sometimes the, some of the best things we've done on the show are suggestions I've gotten from listeners or places that we go to review pizza or movies we need to check out or albums. I mean, some of the best music I've ever... I've, I've said this. This is my, my example of this. My top example of this is somebody sent me a link to clap your hands by Reverend Peyton and the Big Damn Band. Somebody. I don't remember who, because it was a long time ago, but I watched the video, and I said, holy shit, what a great song. Look at these crazy bastards. They look like an enormous amount of fun. And I fired off an email. And the rest, as they say, is history. Now, I, I consider that group some of my closest friends on earth. And and the, the enjoyment that I've gotten, not only just listening to their albums, but going out to their live concerts, I mean, it's become a huge part of my life. And it's because a listener decided, I think Dukes might like this. And they shut off a, a, a fucking YouTube link. Even though, if God forbid anybody tries to send me the Lay's chicken and waffle chips, I'll saw your head off. Um, all right. So for those of you that aren't on Instagram and don't care, uh, the bit that I'm doing on uh, my Virginia Pizza Crusade account is, if you're tired of hearing about it, I understand. Um, but it's part of my life and I'm enjoying it. So I, I talk about things like that on the show. Um, the bit that I'm doing is is that my state, uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, um, while we have lots to be proud of, you know, Jamestown being one of them, uh, Richmond and all the, the history around here with the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. I mean, the whole, you know, the entirety of Monticello and the University of Virginia and Thomas Jefferson, you know, the entirety of America is pretty much involved and tied in with Virginia. Um, so I've always been proud to be from here, uh, even though Northern Virginia is a bit of a soul suck. Um, we're not known for pizza, and I've explained this many times, and the reason is you either need to be from, I would say, New York and Chicago, or you need to be a place where New York and Chicago people retire or relocate to, and that's uh, that's where you got to be to really have a shot at have finding great pizza all over the place. Um, so we've always just kind of had this reputation, one that I bought into, you know? If you don't look, and where I think I was culpable for this too is for years I've been telling people, look, you can't listen to the radio to find new music anymore. They're not going to play it for you. That's not what it's there for. It's there for 14-year-olds to hear the same song and, and, and people with no soul. People that want to hear Fleetwood Mac over and over and over again because it's just background songs to them. Their, their soul isn't connecting to music the way that mine does and yours probably does. You got to go do some work. The good thing is, it used to be you only had what was on the radio for the most part. Um, now, with the internet, and even further with Spotify or with Sirius, I mean, there's, there's even options that are like radio where you can go out and discover new music all the time. You just got to put in a little work. And I was treating Virginia Pizza like Hot 99.5. I would flip on Hot 99.5, they would play horrible music, and I'd be like, well, I guess it's the only music I have to choose from. I'll just listen to this. You go driving through Northern Virginia, it's like, well, it's Papa John's, Paisano's, or I guess I'll go fuck myself. And that's not the case. You just got to do some work. And I decided that I'm ready to do the work. And if I can bring some people along with me, uh, specifically people that live in the area, but anybody, of course, if they're interested. And I, I like writing. And it's been fun to write some of these reviews, and I try to put a little comedy in there. Um, but we've we've gained some more followers. And with that, you're going to get, you know, what you get. On the internet, or if you run a store, or if you go to see a movie, there's going to be assholes. The more people that show up, the higher likelihood you are to find an asshole. We all know that. 
So I um, I put up my latest review, and it was for a joint in uh, Ashburn. Nothing special, but I'm not trying to go to – I have been told to go to this melting pot place 10 billion times. And quite frankly, it's kind of like everybody telling me that I have to see Avatar. It's like, no, I don't. Enjoy it all you like. I'm not going to see Avatar. I don't want to see Avatar. I, sometimes that could be a little selfish, <laughs> even at times a little self-destructive. My dumb brother, whom I love, he won't watch Breaking Bad. Because I told him Breaking Bad was a really good show, and so he knows better. So, okay. Enjoy The Last Ship, Casey. Enjoy Chicago Hope, or whatever bullshit it is you're watching. If it makes you happy, great. Uh, but I feel bad, because I'm like, wow, you're, you're not going to have the experience of watching Breaking Bad. And that's one of my favorite television experiences of all time. So, uh, I'm not saying I'm not susceptible to some of this horse shit. Um, so, I, I, put the, uh, I put my review up, and it's just a little... You know, it's it's a place the, the pizza place I went to this week is a place that opens up and they serve. There's a bunch of businesses around there, a bunch of people working, and they they serve pizza to the people that are going there on their lunch break. Pretty much, is what I saw. And it wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. Um, so I wrote up about it. I got a guy that left a comment, and um, you know, is this the end of the world? Is he come on in here and dropping slurs or dropping fucking shit about your mom or attacking loved ones or kicking puppies? No. But this is the underlying, people are so eager to let you know that their opinion is the one that matters. Not everyone, but a lot of people. And that there is no discussion after they have decided. I'll try to give you an example here. This guy has Brooklyn in his screen name. Everybody that's driven through Brooklyn thinks they're Biggie Smalls now. I'm, I, you, we have to blame the notorious B.I.G. for that. You know, people now, if it's been 30 years of people thinking that they're fucking the outsiders uh, because they uh, stopped for a bowl of pho in Brooklyn at one point. So if you see Brooklyn in someone's screen name, chances are they're an asshole. Um, not every time, but most of the time. Here is the comment that he left. Give us all a baseline. What is your all-time favorite pizza, Virginia Pizza Crusade? Allow me to retort. I'm not telling you that because you clearly want to shit all over it. You clearly want to take whatever I'm going to say and say, oh, well, no wonder you think this is good pizza. I I'm not stupid. You're fainting with the left, but I know you got the right cocked. I'm, I'm not going to walk into that trap. And then, by the way, I don't necessarily, there's nothing in the area that is my favorite pizza. I would just like to for pragmatically put that out there. All the best pizza I've ever had has not been in this state. So that's, hence, again, Virginia Pizza Crusade. Have you had Frank Pepe's? They have two locations down here. There is a place in Bethesda that kills any spot around here by far. Ray's is best in Loudoun, not even a challenger nearby. So, contradicts himself a little bit here. Um, if, if Ray's is best is the best pizza around here, then how could whatever this place is in Bethesda be? Maybe that's a little nitpicky. Frank Pepe's is a fucking chain from up in Connecticut, I believe. So I don't know that if Ben's Chili Bowl opens up a fucking chili joint in Cincinnati, you'd say, oh, if you want to have the best chili in Cincinnati, go to this place that's known for being from this other place. That's not what I'm looking for, dum-dum. And then secondly, thirdly, there's a place in Bethesda that kills. First of all, I'm not going to ask you. If you want to drop the name of the place, fine. But I'm not going to sit here. What he wants is for me to then go back and say, where's the place in Bethesda? It's Virginia Pizza Crusade, Virginia. 
you dolt. You know how many people have sent me pizza places in Washington, D.C.? First of all, I'll never drive into Washington, D.C. ever again. Never again. The second I was fired from that miserable job, I looked back across that bridge. And thank God, actually, I didn't even know. I didn't even know when my last day was. There's this meme that always kind of hits me every once in a while. Memes are generally pretty stupid. And all of you are generally pretty stupid. Not you guys. You're subscribed to the show. You're great. But everybody else out there that all they care about is memes and sharing memes and you know making unfunny memes. Um, but there's one out there that has always kind of stuck with me. And I forget what the picture was. But the script was, at some point in your life... You had your last birthday at McDonald's and you didn't even know it. And that one always kind of made me a little bit sad. Now, I don't know why life's sad enough. I don't know why people want to go around and do things like that to make people sad. Um, but that always kind of stuck with me. At some point in my career, I did my last show at 106.7 The Fan. Then COVID hit and I was doing my show from home for a year. I don't even know when my last show at the radio station was probably my last show in my radio career. It's a hell of a thing when your radio career is done at whatever the fuck I was 41 or whatever. So every once in a while I think about that. I'm like, I don't even know when that was. What was the last show I did? I wonder what I talked about. I bet it was the Redskins. I bet they were bad. I bet that was the case. I bet we did a segment on the name change. Blech. 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 I bet we had to pretend like anyone cares about the Capitals while they were getting a zero share. I'm guessing Comcast Sportsnet put out a press release that their talent was no longer wearing ties. If you knew all the dumb shit. I, I'm, I've prided myself on not being a tattletale after everything that happened to me, not coming out and just saying everything that I know. <laughs> and all of the just horrifically stupid shit that goes on behind... I'm not going to do it. Not that type of guy. There's too many people I still care about that might be affected. But man, holy guacamole. Anyway, the reason why I bring it up is at some point, I crossed over that bridge, 395, to get back into Virginia, over there by whatever that is, Pentagon Row. Um, and that was the last time I'll ever do it. I'll never go back. There is not one thing in Washington, D.C. that appeals to me. Not one thing. I don't care about the museums. I don't care about the teams. Certainly don't care about going to any music down there. There's nothing that'll make me try to find a parking space and get stuck on 495 and 66 lanes closed and oh my God, we parked in a parking garage and it closed at 11 o'clock and I didn't know that, so now my car's stuck in there over fucking night. Oh my God, this Miller Lite is $13. I get it. For some of you, you know, for Loud Goat, there is. He lives there. He loves it. God bless him. For Tor, he's trying to stick his penis into places. So he's got to go there. That's where, that's where you go. But there's nothing for me, so I'll never go back. So people that are suggesting all of these Neapolitan pizza places, because that's all it is. Margarita pizza. Non-stop margarita pizza. Here's three blobs of cheese on top of a bed of... <clears throat> pound it. Pound it in your pound hole. At some point, I crossed that old Red River hoss that just don't mean a thing, and I'm never going back. That's why it's the Virginia Pizza Crusade. I don't even know that I'm ever going to go to a place in Arlington. It's a little too close. <laughs> Hockles on the back of the neck, Sarcona. It's like when you're the Federation and you're just... 
sitting out there looking into the neutral zone. Is that a cloaked Romulan warbird? Is that a cloaked Romulan warbird I see? I bet that in Arlington you can see a lot of cloaked Romulan warbirds. Who knows what's out there? Klingon's going to have our back this time. Or is it going to be the Duras sisters? We watched, uh, we were doing that Star Trek show. We watched uh, Generations. I forgot the Duras sisters buy it in Generations. It's worth that movie to watch it just to see those two get it. Anyway, um, that's where we're at with the snarky comments on the on the pizza stuff. Uh, everybody else, you've been great. Got a lot of great suggestions, a lot of good feedback. People seem to be enjoying it. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. It's the Chad Duke Show on a good-looking Wednesday out there to you, everybody. Joining us on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline, the best in the business, and uh, someone I consider a dear friend, been coming on the show for as long as I can remember. He's the host of the Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790 there in the 8, 6 a.m., the 10, the morning shift, and, of course, at Sean Unfiltered on Twitter, my guy Sean Salisbury is with us on the program. Sal's, what's up, buddy? How are you? My brother, it's great to be with you. Been way too long, and you know I miss you, but it's great to be on. I always look forward to our visits, man. Thank you. I check your social media. Your schedule is beyond crazy. You got a, a million shows. You're coaching. You're doing all the stuff with uh, young quarterbacks. I appreciate you making time, but every once in a while, I'll see a tweet. And I'm like, damn, I wish we had Sal's booked for the next day whenever you're feeling passionately about something. Um, and there's a lot I have to catch up on and a little time to get to it. L let me start with this. I was listening to you talk about Tua on another show. Um, and, you know, we all know ad nauseum by now. We look at the undefeated quarterbacks in this league. It's Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa. And, man, are they fun to watch. And, man, is it great. And I, I think those are two really good teams. It's three weeks in, and this is a long season, and a lot happens, as you know, in the course of a football season. How many reservations do you still have about those two guys that you both have to be getting MVP discussions right now? And you said you kind of just you said Hertz was the second one, right? You yeah, said, did you, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen. I, I know it's three games, but I also it's not even the stats that I'm looking through, um, Chad. It's the way they're getting to them. And I've seen every throw by both quarterbacks this year. I think right now, like, let's apply this like you and I are on the college football committee, and so we're just judging the week-to-week -week progress, right? They beat the Patriots, do my, does Miami. They take care of Buffalo last week, and in between, they take come, come back from 28 down or score 28 in the fourth quarter, should I say, to beat Baltimore, which is a good team and has an MVP candidate themselves. It's what Mike McDaniel coming over is a genius play caller, and people don't know enough about him, but they're, they're learning. They went and got weapons. Their football team's flying around defensively. They bought into what Mike's teaching, and Mike is a brilliant run game teacher, and they're still finding their way there, but it, he, he knows how to dial up plays. And the believability in two, which everybody said the guy can't play, which, you know, or at least I can't say everybody, that's not fair, but a lot. Well, his arm's not strong enough, all the, all the crap you hear, measurable stuff until you get a guy who's coaching him right and understands when you have weapons, two has, he's elite throwing the ball on time. He is elite with his anticipation and accuracy. And by making up for a weakness of a strong arm, what do great players do like that, like Drew Brees? You anticipate, like I said, better. And he's processing what Mike is teaching, Mike McDaniel's teaching, and it's working. And then he's got home run hitters. So it's a novel concept. 
So three games in, and will he sustain this type of play for 17? I, I don't know, but I'm not looking at stat. I'm looking at how he's getting them, and if this continues and they're protecting him and he's tough, this is who he is because he's always been accurate, and that will sustain me far longer than a strong arm. On the other side, uh, Jalen Hurts may be the overall MVP because his, his legs are better and going to buy you more time than Tua. And their team is getting after it defensively. As you know, the guys near you, the Washington Commanders, found out with nine sacks, they are relentless. They're protecting the quarterback, and he's beating you from that area in the pocket. It's not just first guys covered, take off and run. Tremendously poised kid. He has got he he has gotten better as a passer every year, and now it's to the point where it's not like, well, take away his legs and he can't beat you as a passer. Wrong. And again, they go out and get AJ Brown. We know it. With uh, you know the Heisman Trophy winner from two years ago, uh, Devontae Smith's doing. They've got tight end. I mean, they've got big play people, and they can run it. So they're the two best teams in the league right now because they've proven it. And the they're both. I mean, with Lamar and Josh Allen, there's other guys in the mix. But if you told me today that the number one seeds were the Miami Dolphins and Philadelphia Eagles, and that the top MVP candidates were both their quarterbacks. I'm not sure how anybody in the country could argue that. I don't know how you could either, and um, it's fun to see, especially with Tua, I feel like got so much crap simply because he, he was hurt. He was injured. I mean, he was behind where we thought he should be, and then there was the, the Sean Watson rumors, and there's the Tom Brady rumors, and this is a kid he can't control any of that and basically his team is out I hate to say it Jezebeling around with all these other quarterbacks and then he comes out there and what what about the part where because he's a lefty they had that one dude that put together the clips where they like they flipped it so he looked like a right-handed quarterback and our eyes are trained to look at left-handed quarterbacks differently do you buy any of that at all because his delivery and his windup looks so a little bit unorthodox I, I don't know if that is a component in why people are they seem to be so dubious of him well, it, it is different because, you know, we don't see many of them. So the view of it, just like, you know, if you're a left-handed pitcher in baseball, you're always uh, cagey and crafty, right, sure. Chad? If you're a – when do we – unless it's Randy Johnson overpowering lefties, it's always the righty. So, I listen, I think we can make anything of it we want, the way the ball spins like a left-footed punter, right, how you catch it off the spin. It sure doesn't seem to be bothering Miami. Now, it may be different uh, – and odd to the eyes of the people, like fans at home or media that are sitting watching it, say, how? But I can tell you, and I want to go back, you make a good point, Tua. Think about this. He has one coach, comes out of hip surgery, and drafted fifth ahead of Herbert, and because Herbert's emergence, yeah. everybody's mad at Tua <laughs> as if he controlled who he's drafted by. So it's like they can't stand him. And then he has an up-and-down season and, and banged up, and you know, I, I know he had a wrist problem, and then – he comes back and plays pretty good last year. You saw some improvement, but offensively they need to get better and get him weapons. He comes back. He's healthy. What a novel concept. And a coach who understands concepts and getting people in the right spot. And it's it, the light switches on. And in truth, Chad, isn't it, this is the timing of this position. Everybody thinks you're supposed to be Mahomes. Allen wasn't, didn't emerge till his third year. This is the this is the normal timing for oh okay Peyton Manning John Elway Troy Aikman Josh Allen Mahomes is a freak Herbert's been freaky that's that's, that's not normal okay what's normal is throwing a bunch of picks being a little late 
trying to watch in the pass rush, but now there's a comfort level. So it, it's crazy. So as far as lefty or righty, as long as guys are seeing the ball come out of his hand, wherever it is, and he's throwing through windows and the rest, I could care less. I've seen plenty of six five stiffs who can throw it through a car wash without getting it wet but can't hit the car wash. Give me the guy who can hit the car wash by throwing it on time and getting it all dried up and the rest of it. Yeah, I I don't know about all the inner workings of lefty or righty. If a receiver's catching it and they're throwing it on time, and Tyreek Hill didn't lie. He said this is the most accurate passer he's been around, and he's, he's not lying about it. Not the most dynamic, but I'll tell you what, he's putting up dynamic numbers, and that's all that matters. And I love the kid because he didn't, he didn't fight the critics one bit. Neither did Jalen Hurts. Neither is Lamar Jackson about his contract. Jalen Hurts about he's not a passer. Tua, oh, he's not physically gifted enough. And all those three cats, I'm just using those three as an example, just stayed the course, man. Worked on their craft, polished their craft, and now we're talking about three guys. One's going to get paid paid huge, and the two – Keep going like this, and they're going to get paid huge, too, when their time comes. I don't want to spend the whole conversation about the Dolphins, but you brought up a great point, Sal. The shit sandwich that Tyreek Hill was having to eat because he was saying those things on his podcast, and maybe you say them, maybe you don't when you're coming from Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and Biennemi and all those guys, but people were laughing at him and mocking him and mocking the Dolphins, and you're just taking it for the paycheck, and you look at him and you look at Waddle and you look at Tua and those running backs. I mean, now they look like the most loaded team in the league. I, I hope – there's some sort of victory lap there for those guys because everybody in your, in your industry, everybody that does this for a living goes out there and talks about sports. They're having themselves a big old laugh in the offseason, and I, I hope they're walking that back a little bit. Hell yes. Complete bullshit. You know what I love? Now, sometimes we'll look at an athlete and say, oh, this is hyperbolic, right? Sure. This is, they, there's so much hyperbole, but you know what? And I, and I don't even find it derogatory on Mahomes. Mahomes does so many – we don't have to – nobody has to tell us how good number 15 in Kansas City is. But it's okay to say somebody does something better. I mean, he, 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 well, on the short stuff, he is more accurate. Now he can't play off schedule, but you're right. It's like, listen, I try to tell you – and I always laugh that when people like, like us that sit back or media or fans, we all sit back and think we know more than the guy sitting next to the guy in the dugout or in the clubhouse or in a locker room or catching passes from him. Of course he's going to pub up the guy he's going to, but also that we think, oh, bullshit – as if we know more that's going on on the practice field than him in the locker room. Right. So, listen, you're right. Oh, there'll be a victory lap if this continues, and it'll be a real, real long one. They may even do it twice if this guy continues to play like this. You got three real impressive wins in a row. Um, Sal, everybody likes to point to Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady and use that as their argument. It's got to be one of the most unique things that's ever happened in sport. And no, nobody will come out and say that with Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. But, boy, they, they dance around it a little bit. And I, Dak Prescott has to go back in the second. He's ready. But you're you're playing Washington if you're Dallas. And, you know, Cooper Rush has gone out there and did what he needed to do. You look at his stat line. It's not on fire, but he's made plays. He's moved the chains. And, you know, they're playing good football. They're, they're doing what they need to do to get wins. They're relying on that defense. In a million years, do you rush Dak back to play Washington this year? It just seems like a no-brainer that Cooper Rush gets another start. Yeah, and you know what, Chad? And I've, I I think Prescott's a really good player. They got some things yeah. to do. But let, let, let's, let's, let's me and you real quick kind of evaluate this just from a football standpoint. And I, I don't know why we feel, and I know money does get involved, and I know Jerry, speaking of hyperbolic, when Jerry Jones said, well, I'd like to have a quarterback controversy, you know the money alone is not going to allow it to be controversy, sure. right? And you're right with pass rush and a defense and can get after. But let's even say past a game or two or three more. They're winning. They're efficient. 
their defense is beating the hell out of quarterbacks, and Micah Parsons is eight guys can't block his ass. And offensively, they're doing some things, and he's getting the ball to the right guy. I always wonder why do why do we feel in sports, and I, I'm guilty of it. Why? Because I've said it on my show. Well, when he comes back, he's playing, even if Cooper Rush is five and zero. Oh. But why do we feel in sports now? If the coach says that guy gives us a better chance to win, but at times does he? Because he, he got I'm just I'm using Prescott here because that's the the, the example we're talking about. But why why disrupt something good sometimes? What what if it does go good? What if Rush is just a guy who's worked on his craft and and they're they're playing good football and you win three four five in a row whenever he comes back right? And and I'm just thinking the big picture. Why do we feel obligated? And I know they want to cover their ass when they pay somebody. But why do we feel obligated like we're in the feel-good business and the I owe you something business? Your salary is what I owe you, and respect is what I owe you. But why do we feel that we have to go to another guy? And, and New England didn't. And remember, Drew came back and played well, and then Tom went back in and it, when he struggled in those situations, and Bill stuck with him. But why do we feel like the highest-paid guy is always the guy that, well, automatically gives us the best chance to know we got to bench the other guy i'm big on hot streaks ride them prescott will play when he's healthy and i agree with you on rushing it back if you were 0-2 and the offense looked like there was no command since he'd been out there maybe a different story but i think you got to evaluate it week to week and make sure i would make sure prescott's 100 percent healthy and give cooper rush a few more to see what happens as long as uh, he's playing this well i don't know why we think we got to move on all the time Sal's, you know when a quarterback is comfortable and when they're not. Um, Joe Burrow is a guy that, you know, you watch him, you did all of the the lore from his time at LSU and the way that he kind of conducts himself and all the memes and all that. He he definitely is a gunslinger. He's a guy that doesn't mind getting hurt. He's been sacked 15 times this year, and, and nothing else really matters. You look at the weapons. You want to talk about weapons. Cincinnati, you stack those guys up with anybody, but – I watch him. I've never seen a quarterback run into his own lineman more than I have watched Joe Burrow the first few weeks of the season. Now, they get right. I mean, he goes out there and plays better against the Jets, has the 275 yards and three touchdowns. But still, he's getting hit early and often. A lot of times, I feel like he's holding on to the ball too long. He's trying to go for the big play. And is that pressing because of the Super Bowl hangover everybody talks about? Is that something you've seen throughout his career? I, I'm just worried. He's, we talk endlessly about Lamar Jackson taking hits he's not going to finish a season but he's not getting crushed the way that I see Burrow getting crushed in the pocket which ends guys careers more quickly than running the football does what is going on with Burrow and why at times does he look so uncomfortable this year yeah Chad awesome point and I've told people this for years guys like me who were pocket guys that stayed in the pocket because we weren't adept as Lamar or Josh Allen to go extend plays took more vicious hits than yeah. the open field if you're a smart you do because when you're in the open field you see things your peripheral vision opens up you're running straight ahead downhill as opposed to having your back turned to one side and you're stationary at least you can go and get down and slide when you're in the pocket you're not thinking about getting down and sliding you think about staying there and delivering a ball and getting your, your your ass kicked and getting hit in the chin with a helmet like they did back then so i think there's more vicious hits and you are 100 correct i'm now here's the thing if you rush it 20 times in a game those hits add up on a running back just like they do on a quarterback. But the vicious hits are far worse in the pocket. Unless you're an idiot and want to take on three, you know, want to take on three linebackers that are strong safety. That that means don't be don't be tough. Get down. Don't take those hits from the guys who are paid to tackle and do it and do it for a living. But uh, here's what I see, and here's what happens. As good as Burrow is, and I've said that I believed he had as much pocket presence 
as anybody I've seen come out of LSU in the last, uh, come out of any college, but from LSU in the last uh, decade and a half. I mean, he's his presence in that hula hoop in the pocket has been fantastic. He mirror now he's not Brady. I'm not putting him there, but there are similarities to how they reset, slide, and throw. Right, heads up the field. But Chad, what happens? Last year, hit after hit after hit, cost him a Super Bowl. Joe is so friggin' good and so poised, but what happens is you come back this year, you think you got it fixed, and those guys didn't get any better. Cowboys hit him a bunch, sacked him, what, six more times. And so they're trying to get back into what happens even with a veteran, and he's still only been in the league. Remember, he was hurt of uh, half a year coming back. What happens is your eyes dart to a pass rush even when you don't want him to because it becomes – Okay, now I got to find out where it's coming from because the trust factor. You want to trust him, but there comes a point in time. It's like, man, fellas, protection. You saw him at one point, like a, a couple games ago. They wanted to go empty backfield, and he looked to Zach Taylor and said, "Now I don't want to go empty." Meaning he wants somebody in to help protect the edge and block. So what happens is, and it is uncomfortable because Joe is usually uh, he sets his feet, anchors the back foot, buys a little time, delivers the football. But what happens is then the ball starts to come out either prematurely or in your case, which you mentioned, Chad, that you hold it a little bit longer yeah. and a little bit longer. And those windows open and then they close. And by the time they close, the ball's out late, tip ball, interception. And Joe has made a uh, – we saw him. He's made his his early impact and having us go, damn, this guy's good, from college to now of anticipating the windows, trusting those great weapons he has. It's really hard, Chad, to play the position no matter how good you are either sitting on your ass or every time you drop back, knowing that somebody's going to hit you. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't care how tough you are or good you are, like in anything else, eventually the eyes move to places you don't want them to move. And you're always supposed to see coverage and and feel rush. At times you feel, you go back to like when you're a rookie, you're staring at the pass rush, and then you're late with coverage. I see a little bit of that with Joe, and Joe's not an indecisive player. But this is making him indecisive. If they don't get that fixed, they're not. We're not going. They, they're not getting back to the Super Bowl. They'll have a hell of a time making the playoffs, even as good as he is, and with those weapons. Would agree, uh, Sal's. It's been a minute since we talked. I'll let you go. I've kept you too long. But have you seen a movie called Old Henry, starring Tim Blake Nelson? No. Do I got to? Yeah, I know you like westerns. You and I have a shared passion. It's the best western that I've seen maybe in the past 10 years. It, it reminds me so much of Unforgiven, which is, as you and I both know, one of the greatest movies ever made. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a Blu-ray for I don't know if you have a Blu-ray player, but I got an extra one. I want to drop it in the mail for you because I'd love to get your reactions to that movie oh, the next dude, time I get send you it. on. I'll watch it. I'll, let's, I'll, I'll join you again next week if you'll have me on. But you send it to me. I'll watch it, and you know – I do because of our stuff all these years on my show now. I got a young co-host who's a really good he he's really good, but he doesn't watch movies and yeah. like and so we have movie review every Friday. So I've taken what we've done and I put it on him. I say you don't know who you don't know who Lucille Ball is. Yeah, he had he has no idea who he never saw First Blood. He's never he had never seen Casino. Right. So he, he's a great guy. So yeah, you send it to me, Old Henry. I'll watch it and I'll report back. And anytime you want me on, I'm in, brother. I miss this. I have a I have a producer. He's 24, and I'm gonna be, to put this very lightly, but he's a fucking moron. And I every time that we talk about movies, I want to kill myself because he hasn't seen he hasn't seen Blues Brothers. He hasn't seen aliens he has it and then he'll watch he'll watch like big trouble in little china and he's hey. like hey this is a good movie I'm like yes yeah, stupid it is a good movie it's been a good movie yeah. longer than you've been alive 
he's a guy who thinks that like Dead Bang or Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man were Academy oh. Award winners. Come fire him, Chad. No, I'm kidding you. <laughs> Get up on it. Movie review, homework assignment. Yeah, you from class. And I real quick, Chad, before sure, you go, sure. my favorite is like sports guys who will say. Yeah, man. Uh, when you ask them, well, who's the quarterback for the Raiders in the 70s? And they, oh, Kenny Stabler. Sure. Or a baseball player. And sometimes they know or they don't. But I love it when you say, well, what about old movies? Well, I wasn't born then. Fuck off. Well, wait a minute. You, you can tell me who Babe Ruth is, but you can't tell me who Marlon Brando is. So my point is, if you want, and you can never consider yourself an expert unless you know the history of where it came from, where it is, yeah. and where it's going. So... Please, please don't tell me that this is like one of those. I, I, we got to fix him. Let's, I, I do that with my guys. I said, you don't know who, what? One time I asked one of my about music, and I said, you know who Led Zeppelin is to one of my partners? And he says, oh, what's his name? Oh, Meaning in the music industry, I'd he thought the guy's name was Led Zeppelin. <laughs> you guys got lead so, in his there, head. There you go, brother. Um, we got to get your man and my guy up to speed. But I'm quizzing my guy every five. I give him a this week. He's got first blood. It's over, Johnny. Good. It's and over. Teach him so it's called First Blood, and it's not called Rambo also. And then if we're going to put him and we're going to put my producer in a boat and Fredo their ass if they don't get caught up <laughs> in the near future. They're the, ty- they're the type of guys that would fall asleep to, like, Citizen Kane thinking, oh, it's too old. It's in black and white. Yeah. And I say Citizen Kane, and right now they're going, what, 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 yeah, Gone with the Wind? What, what's that? Is that like a new mute? Well, gone in 60 seconds. I know that one. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> at John Unfiltered, and of course, uh, there in Houston on Sports Talk 790. At John Unfiltered, give a follow. Love you, Sal. Thank you so much. Yeah, brother. you too, brother. Love you too. Great Thanks, man. Appreciate it. The great Sean Salisbury on the Chad Duke Show, everyone. On Sunday, October 9th, Eric Redbeard, a.k.a. Eric Rowan, will be live in person at Commonwealth Dry Goods. Eric will be signing autographs and taking pictures from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. You may bring two items for Eric to sign. Rowan action figures, magazines, and photos are welcome. Please no battle packs or figure sets featuring other wrestlers. Unfortunately, they will not be signed. The event is first come, first serve. No saving spots in line. The signing will end promptly at 2 p.m. due to scheduling considerations, even if there are still people in line. Additionally, Commonwealth Dry Goods will be releasing the official 2022 Halloween candle and t-shirt on that same day. No purchase limits. You can even get them signed. So save the date, Sunday, October 9th. If you need more information, go to Commonwealth Dry Goods on Instagram or Facebook. Oot nanny. This, we're just a couple days away, aren't we? That's right. Very Is that it? That's you arriving at the Hootenanny. Here's Tor. There he is. Getting here to drink some beers. That's right. That's me leaving the goddamn bar full of Virginia Tech fans. Everyone's trying to be the Virginia Tech bar. People got so lucky they don't live here if they don't live here. Virginia Tech has been irrelevant since Michael Vick left. I mean, really, if we're going to be honest, as far as like a championship caliber program, what, what is it? The most famous thing they have is their entrance. That's what they have. Well, it's Metallica, and it's yeah. it's cool. I'll say it's, but but they, ever since Frank Beamer's left, I mean, what is the the pinnacle of their accomplishments? Nothing. And also, maybe it's just because it's so big and it takes so many people. Yeah, there's so many of the alum around here, and of course, they're all probably making a decent living. It's just a money grab. But Jesus Christ! And the crazy thing was, like, Hokie Games up here. I don't think they do anything as far as ratings go. But, like, they were so de- – I remember when we were at the radio station, they were so desperate to be on the radio station, they'd pay shitloads of money to the radio. People think that you pay for rights to shit. Uh-uh. You pay for rights for, like, the NBA and the NFL. Like, all those college – we were running Terps games. On Maryland was paying. Like, uh-huh. when, we, when we were running George Mason games, they were paying. Sure. And Virginia Tech would pay. They'd pay to have their stupid basketball games. Well, there was about 
hundred people maybe in this in this bar just watching the tech lose to West Virginia and two two screens out of out of twenty were showing Thursday night football. Yeah, but how can you be mad at the bar if you get 200 people out for a random shitty college yeah. football game. I'm not. No, it's good business. It's good business for the bar. What night was it? Thursday night. I see. That's a bummer because you want to watch the Thursday yes, night game. That's why we went out there. And then as soon as we drove past, I said, damn, it's packed. And then I just saw maroon, orange, maroon, <sighs> orange. I'm like, this, we're not going to get a seat. And we didn't get a seat. We left nah. that for 10 minutes. There's a bar that I, I used to go to quite a bit, and it was a quote unquote caps bar. Uh-huh. And so. This doesn't make any sense to me. Whenever there was caps, give like home games. It was full, and I'm like, why don't you go to the fucking game, asshole? It's, yeah. You know, it's ten minutes away. And so, like, I'm just trying to go there to have dinner or watch a football game, and then just the caps fans are are so fucking loud, and they're trying to start the caps chant in the fucking bar. And I'm like, dude, it's over. It's, yeah. it's been over. It's been over for years. Like, you can't get that through your head. I. It was a week. Now I got to look up and make sure that Tech isn't playing on a Thursday night. I, I think that's probably the only one of the season. But, there is uh, nothing worse than a bar becomes a quote unquote whatever bar. Yeah, I hate it. I, I love Lucky Twelve down at the Outer Banks, but it's apparently a Steelers bar. Uh, so it's just like ugh, I don't know if I want to deal with that. If the Steelers are playing, it's just a weird thing. That's where I stole the pretzel, though. It was a good pretzel. So we didn't get to that. <laughs> we should probably address that now because that was on my list of topics here. Tour. Is trash. (laughs) Made Joe pop with that one, huh? Okay. Well, the truth could be humorous. Sure. Tor is living garbage. Um, He likes old food, discarded food, old beer, expired beer. Love it. Beer that has fur growing on it. I've watched him eat or drink. Maybe it's a combination of the two at that point. <laughs> loves taking food home. Loves taking booze home. He was out at a bar and you saw your friend on a date. Uh, one of my roommate's friends. I didn't know the, the guy or the girl, but they were on a date at the, at, the, at the bar. And then I guess they didn't care for the Virginia Tech game that was on. So they, they left and they offered us their table. And uh, I said, okay, cool. You know, it wasn't like a big table sit down. It was one of the, the two-person high-top table. Well, how are you fitting at that? I did not sit down. <laughs> I stood next to said table. Yeah, I did. I walk up to the table say, okay, hey, you know, nice to meet you. All right, have a nice night. There's three of us. One of my roommates is ordering food, so I know we're going to be there for at least 15 minutes. Sure. I, I knew we, I wanted to go as soon as I uh, leave the bar, as soon as I walked in. How come you don't ever say to anybody that we're going to get the fuck out of I here? I did. You're around. You're the land of a billion bars. Sleepy ordered some buffalo wings. So I Sleepy and Honky have done you no favors over the, during this episode. Honky was with me. Honky, me and Honky were ready to go. We just got a beer. Honky like, thought that fucking Isaac Bruce was going to play for the fucking <laughs> Rams this weekend. That Tory Holt was going to go for two touchdowns. Ricky Prohl going to snag it. Oz Hakeem was going to be running down the fucking sidelines. <laughs> oh shit! Kurt Warner's hurt. Looks like Mark Borgers coming in. <laughs> I'm Honky from the Rams Radio Network. Oh, shit. They just traded Trung Candidate away to Steve Spurrier and the Washington Redskins. Don't know shit about the fucking... Eric Dickerson is going to get the handoff right in between the tackle and the... Awful Rams news. They don't ever give any good Rams news. Breaking. Jeff Fisher's been let go. Fucking terrible. Jared Goff won overall. We'll see if it pays off. Thanks, Honky. You're really helping me on the show. 
this Marshall Falk guy. He's supposed to be this pretty good. This guy's coming over from Indianapolis. You ain't even going to believe him. Holy shit. You're saying? Me and Hockey are ready to go. We're drinking a beer. And then on the table, I notice. Well, it's the first thing I saw. Hockey wearing in. his Adam Archuleta jersey? No, he was not. Just making sure. He's a big fan. Uh, on the table, uh, there was a, a big pretzel. A, a massive pretzel. Okay. And it was a pizza pretzel. But it was left by the previous occupants of said table? Yes. Okay. Accompanied with the pretzel was some sauces and a, a knife to, to cut up the pretzel. It looked like a stromboli closer to the, more than a pretzel, but it was a pretzel. What, had the pretzel been defiled at all? I think I think it might have been defiled a little bit. So I uh, I cut off the end piece from each, each side of the pretzel. What do you mean defiled? You, so they ate... Some of the pretzels. I'm assuming they ate some of the pretzels. I saw was some the of the dipping saw, sauce. Did it I look saw like? the mustard was a little bit adjacent. It was not a fully filled cup. Okay, so they ate enough where they've been dipping it in the mustard. Some of the sauces were definitely used. Yeah. Cut off the end pieces. Do, do you think you'll ever spend a buck in your fucking life? I mean, you don't think you have such a low viewpoint of yourself that you're not even worth a fresh pretzel. How much could it have possibly been? To order yourself your own pretzel. I was guessing that it was going to be about 15 bucks. Oh, well, fuck all that. There's no way we can prop- we can suffer through that. With the free meals you get out of this fucking place, you don't think that balances out? Thank you again for the free meals. Oh, I mean, it's not. It's the listeners bringing yeah. up pounds of plates of food for oh, you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. That's right. Um, Joe brought pizza. So I, I start, uh, start. Why'd you say Dukes? I, I just robbed 13 beers out of Dukes' studio. I'm going to go ahead and fucking spring for a pretzel because I'm already up. I'm up. Go home and drink a bottle of booze Dukes gave me, but I'm still eating trash pretzels. How long had it been sitting there? We we immediately commandeered the table. I mean, as soon as they were up. Yeah, we but were, they might have ordered it. I mean, if it was an appetizer, they could have ordered it an hour before that. That's very possible. Are you the only one that ate the pretzel? No. Everybody joined in? Sleepy Trash. Sleepy joined in for a bite. Honky did not indulge. You know, maybe Honky's got some respect for himself. <laughs> Who would have thunk that he did? So it's about... Hold on, I can't eat this. It can't bog me down when I'm giving you bad Van Jefferson information <laughs> later. Jesus Christ. I mean, so it's about, I'd say, 12 inches worth of, worth of pretzel. Oh, yeah? At the bar, I eat probably four to five of it. You know, I'm just cutting off little pieces, just mowing it down like Is a monster. Is anyone saying anything like you're a pig? No, we're juiced up for the pretzel. Okay. A waiter got stopped by. Like, hey, I brought that out here two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's all good. The guy had two fingers in that thing. <laughs> we're leaving, and, yeah. and then I see there's about five inches worth of pretzel left on the plate. See, I don't believe this story. There's no it's, way if you were going to eat it, you wouldn't eat the whole pretzel. Well... Oh, I walk out. I jump to the end. I walk out with the pretzel. You took the fucking pretzel with you. I was eating it on the way back. Not even in a box. No, I don't want them catching on. (laughs) She just picked it up and you palmed it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all right. We're leaving. And I go to the plate. I just palm it. And then I'm just walking (laughs) with it. You put it in your pocket. (laughs) No, no, I didn't. It was I didn't want to give it. The pocket pretzel. (laughs) The stanzas of the building. He's got the pocket pretzel. Did anyone say anything as you're eating the pretzel walking down the street? Uh, they were wondering why I did that. <laughs> because I'm low class. <laughs> That's why. God damn, I could. 
I could see it if no, I I couldn't. I wouldn't even do it if I knew the fucking guy. I certainly wouldn't take it with me. At some point, you got to know when it's time to tap out. Did you have no food back at the house? There was some food back at the house. I think. Then what? Why not have some respect for yourself? Yeah, I'm a monster. So if the fucking pretzel was in the trash out in front of the place, I would not have eaten it in the trash out front. It's of the It's sitting place. on a plate on the top, and you saw them throw it away as they left. I can't. I can't do that. Why? Because, what is the difference? Because it's 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 different. It just is. Because then people see me grab it in the trash instead of on top. What of the if table. it was a bowl of chili? Uh, would you eat a bowl of chili? I would not have eaten a bowl of chili. Why? What's the difference? Because that's that's too intimate. You're cutting off the pretzel and you're eating the pretzel. The, they, the, the they put their, I guarantee they put their hands on the pretzel. Yeah, they they probably did. They definitely did. So so the pretzel's fine. See, this is why it's even worse. You could make the argument if it was like chicken wings or hot wings, you know? Yeah. That they're individual, so they're not touching each one. Sure. They had to lay hands on that pretzel. Well, I cut off the pieces where they might have laid hands on it. I don't believe that part either. Because well, I don't think you let it go to waste. You clearly aren't letting it Because you clearly aren't going to let it go to waste. You had to put it in your pocket. You had to have the pretzel pocket as you were walking away. Pocket pretzel. Me taking the pretzel with me, admitting to I that, gotta, that has to be enough I gotta, to, to prove that this is a Dude, story. what the fuck is wrong with you? You need to get another job or you need to fucking reevaluate your life. You took that pretzel with you. And you didn't even put it in like in a box. You're just sitting there palming it and then eating it like a candy bar walking down the street. Well, I knew how long the, the walk to the car was. I knew I could get it down. There's no way that you were going to be able to survive if you didn't have sustenance walking to the car. <laughs> that is fucking awful. Well, I knew two hours later I'd be thinking about that pretzel. You, 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 you'd, be, you'd be making big regrets. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I fucking grab that? You, you can't live a life of regret. <laughs> no. Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Fucking god damn. That is I don't know why the taking it with you. Did you put the what did you do? Put the dipping sauces like in your fucking <laughs> just I just left the dipping sauces on the table. Oh really? I was just raw dogging the pizza pretzel. You just dump them in your belly button and just start <laughs> dipping it out of that? Oh my god. That's that's fucking barbecue sauce on the belly button, duck sauce on the ball bag. Okay. Just dipping them walking down the street. I saw Sleepy dip his wing into a previously used sauce. Okay, I'm not saying Sleepy isn't a fucking disgusting I, I, pig saying, also. I think that my actions were less were less diabolical. Sleepy doesn't produce the show. <laughs> fucking give a shit what Sleepy does. He, he sleeps. <laughs> Is Sleepy the one that Demon's going to get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he, he's done for anyway. Second the black phone shows up, it's yeah, over. Oh, you better, there better not be one in that crib. Be so funny if someone just like well as a prank while you were out installed a black phone oh on the God. wall in your house. Well, <laughs> I would install myself into a new apartment. Right, you have to just get up and leave. Got any pretzels? Yeah. Let me ask you something. Would you go if you saw a stranger with a similar pretzel situation? They get up and they leave from the table across from you. Would you go over there and grab the pretzel before the bus boy could get it? Be honest. I don't. Be okay. fucking honest. I've, I've. He's thinking about it. I've murdered some stranger nachos before. Stranger, what does that mean? When when Whitlow's was still uh, uh, going, yeah. One time there was a massive plate of nachos by the pool tables, and we would take turns shielding each other so we could go and eat the nachos. Who's were the, Who's were they? We had no idea. We still don't know. They were just sitting there. So some somebody doesn't have the nachos, but we we had the nachos. Dude. You gotta stop eating strangers' food at weird bars. They you look, gotta stop they doing look, it. 
That's so fucking weird. Those looked untouched. They looked like a waiter couldn't find the person set them down there. Thought you know, it was come us. to think of it, I've had dinners with Tor where like I've gone to take a piss and I've come back and I know some of my food's gone. No, I'm not I know it. some of my hash browns. Like, what are happening to my hash browns? I had a full plate of tater tots here and they're fucking half gone now. I fucking know that happened. That's why one time I saw you with all those hot wings in your pocket and that all adds up now. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. My God, that prank on tour would be absolutely perfect. His reaction could go viral. That would be great for the show because it's not often you see such a big man squeal, run, and jump. Oh, man, the only way to pull that off, though, one of his boys from the House of Happiness would have to listen to this free Friday show. Fellas, if you do, get at me. Jim Jester on Facebook, at Jim Jester on Twitter, and at Jim Jester 79 on Instagram. Also, if you have a black phone you'd be willing to part with, you guys get at me, too. I have one more quick thing for you guys. Just in case you didn't know, not only are we here to entertain, but we're also here to educate. Dukes has a problem with the word milk. <laughs> well, just listen. The Pretty word milk, by the way, is so disgusting. It yeah, fucking reminds me. I wish me. they didn't call it that. <laughs> no. What do you want to call it? Couches? Like, what, what would it make you feel better about? <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't want to call it couches. You ever been wandering around in a in a, in a field looking for a, a cow to suck off, and then you fucking, you get down there, and instead of one big dick, there's like a bunch of little dicks? <laughs> and then when the fucking shit squirts out of your mouth, you're like, this isn't cum? <laughs> Nothing ruins your day more. You never had that happen to you? No. Huh. Oh, yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Cows don't have dicks, right? I mean, those are bulls. <laughs> right? I was just thinking I've never seen a cow dick, but I'm like, well, that's probably because it doesn't exist. <laughs> cow dick. Bulls have dicks and cows don't. That's, you know what? <laughs> I wish we had that the more you learn fucking sound like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just so we're on the same page. Bulls dick. Cows no dick. You're welcome. All right, guys. If you want to keep up with the show, as always, check out the website, www.chaddukeshow.com. You can use that to get your subscription if you have yet to do so. With the Shoot Solo shows, there's going to be so many more options to deliver you guys content. It's going to be well worth your cash. The show is on Instagram, at Chad Dukes Show. It's on Twitter, at Chad Dukes. And tonight, Facebook.com slash the Chad Dukes Show. We'll be live 7 p.m. for the Water Closet Hootenanny. We have games, prizes, special guests. I think we have one hell of an outline to give you guys a great show. While the proceeds from this show are going to help me with my bathroom, I promise I'm not grasping for you guys to donate. I want you to listen. I want you to watch. I want you to subscribe. The better this show does, the more we can do for you guys. Oh! Virginia Pizza Crusade. Follow that on Instagram as well, would ya? All right, I really appreciate you guys checking out the show, and I appreciate all the social media interactions. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And if the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you tonight live on Facebook, Water Closet, Hootenanny, and then back again on Monday, everybody. Roll out the... 